Here's a message from Ken Lavica. We are the New York Knicks. 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 Say go New York, go New York, go. Really? Go New York, go New York, go. Say go New York, go New York, really? go. Coquel, I got this, Ken. I got this, buddy. Coquel, hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Today's really gonna suck. It's the New York Knicks! Is that the new version or the old version? Apparently there's multiple versions, I had no idea. This is the 99 remix. Oh, this is the Latrell Sprewell uh, remix? The original sounded a little rough because of when it was made. You know, when you're not good for 12 years in between? (laughs) A little dust pile, so yeah, I understand. I understand that. The Knicks win last night, game two of their first round four seed versus five seed playoff series against the Atlanta Hawks. And I want to, I want to be clear. Red hot. I spent. I spent a lot of time in my adult life. Uh, trying to achieve different goals in my career. One of them was to uh, to to come to South Florida and and to have a successful sports talk radio show. One of the things I didn't count on was having a a a very very hard headed, bull headed, very stubborn New Yorker as my co host. And this is what I get. I mean, yeah, you, wor- you worked with Evan, but he's lived in Florida <laughs> for a long time. Uh, the Knicks win last night, and uh, Knicks fans, I got to be honest with you, I am truly embarrassed for you. I am so embarrassed after what I saw from you too much last winning. Too much winning? So embarrassed. Uh, let me just get this out of the way. Ken Levick alive. I am Ken Levick. He is Coquel. He is on cloud nine. He Knicks is- fans, at Real Coach K. Let's go. <laughs> let me hear you. We are coming Read to you ya. from the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, Phillips Point Towers, downtown West Palm Beach, right off the sparkling, sunshiny intracoastal. So the Knicks win last night, and uh, I, I, again, it was a night of nothing is better than when MSG is rocking. Oh, the Mecca was Madison loud. Square Garden. When it gets going, there's no arena like it. It's built like every other arena. It's built with brick and aluminum and steel and whatever compounds are used in construction these days. It's the same arena as any other. But let's oh, go. Oh, banner. Maybe we don't want to go into that. <laughs> let's not get too crazy here, 1999 version. But then we get to the scenes after the game. And 7th Avenue. During the game, everywhere. There were rockets everywhere. I... 
Honestly, I'm a little bit worried. I'm glad they're going on the road, Ken, because now construction crews can come in and fix the roof because it got blown off by those (laughs) fans, baby. The scenes on 7th Avenue last night of Knicks fans, they shut down at 7th Avenue. Traffic could not pass on 7th Avenue because not only are fans crowding the street to celebrate, but they're jumping on cars. They're jumping on street signs. They're jumping on light poles. There's video all over social media. The celebration after winning game two of a first-round playoff series in a 4-5. After you lost the home game in game one. Yeah, this is I no 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 hold on. No, because they shut down Carmelo Avenue. <laughs> I came down here and I knew nothing about Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast 15 years ago, okay? And I quickly found that there were proud New Yorkers down here, proud of their teams, proud of the Yankees, proud of the Mets, proud of the Knicks, and for them winning was the standard. That's right. Winning was the standard and when your team won, It was expected. It was, you want to know why? Because we're proud New Yorkers. We are the apex. We are the top of the heap. Everything goes through New York. We're the city that never sleeps. We're the city that sets the standard. Yes. And last night, seeing Knicks fans celebrating like they won a damned NBA championship after salvaging two games at home in a first-round 4-5 playoff series. Knicks fans, I have to say, that was embarrassing last night. You should be ashamed of yourselves and your brethren and your sisterhood up there who decided to climb cars and shut down 7th Avenue like the Knicks won a title. This is New York. You're New Yorkers. You're better than this. Are you kidding me about this? Coquel, speak for your people now. Are you done? Are you done? I'm giving you the floor. What was there not to like? They, The team was not playing well, and the fans, the heart and soul of the city, the blue-collar, blue-shirt-wearing Nick fans brought the team back. Of course they're excited because clearly this is a springboard to a championship. They were able to stop Trey Young, probably the best young guard in NBA history. <laughs> they were able to shut him down. Oh, kind of. And, and win the game. <laughs> yeah. Like, and he can run around, throw his little A up. I'll see you at the A. I'll see you at the A. Bring it, Trey. Bring it to the A. We're going to go to the A, and we're going to dominate there, too. That's right. We. We, the Knicks. Because Knicks tape is an all-encompassing New York attitude. Coquel loved the scenes on 7th Avenue last night. Yes. He loved the climbing on cars. He Trey loved is the celebration, the sheets of paper on the Madison Square Garden seats directing the fans to chant Trey is balding. I'm Trey sure he hasn't heard that one balding. before. So are you with Coquel? Are you with Coquel? Were the scenes last night on 7th Avenue with triumphant Knicks fans after winning game two of a 4-5 first-round playoff series. Were those cool? Were those awesome? Do you love it? Are you saying fans celebrating, having fun? They deserve it. Are you like me where you're like, hey, Knicks fans, New York fans, act like you've been there before. That's embarrassing. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Or tweet at the show, at ESPN West Palm. Knicks fans last night celebrating hard over a game two win. Awesome 
or embarrassing. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And again, tweet at ESPN West Palm. New York fans, I'm giving you the open floor to defend yourself right now. I'm giving you the open floor to defend yourself. Like, I'm allowing Coquel to sour defend his grapes, people. Though. You're a Heat fan. They got blown out by 50 last night or two nights ago. Like, that's all you're worried about. You're mad that the Knicks are winning. The Knicks are on a run now, and the Heat are getting blown out. Brooms are getting set up in Milwaukee. Have the Knicks have have the the have the Heat? I should say, have the Heat lost a, a home playoff game yet? The answer to that is no. Like they they're playing a home playoff game tonight for the first okay, time. We'll check back tomorrow. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll check back. We'll tomorrow. check back tomorrow. But also too, let Nick fans enjoy. Look at the moment on TV everywhere you look. No, let them enjoy the, the moment. It's the fawning. It's the. It ooh. was exciting. It was loud. Madison's, Every other person in the world said it was the loudest arena in the history of the world. And the fawning. I mean, the fawning from the media. Oh, it's so loud. It's so loud. Madison Square Garden, it's so... It's uh, it's like every other arena it's that not. has fans in it now. It's not. It is. The acoustics aren't different. There's not a different roar to it. The fans are different. It. Yes, they're louder. They're more passionate. Knicks fans shutting down 7th they show Avenue. Up, they show up before the game. Knicks fans shutting down 7th Avenue to celebrate after a Game 2 victory to salvage a home win in the playoffs over the Atlanta Hawks in a 4-5 matchup. Cool scenes or embarrassing? Because I got to say, Knicks fans, I thought, and New York fans as a whole, thought you were better than that. Thought that you were prouder than that. And that's going to be the, look at me, look at me, oh, we needed this, that type of stuff from New York fans. You're better than that. That's not your standard. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Can I ask you a serious question? Sure. No, like, can we yeah. get off of you being angry, yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I want to know, it's, I, it's a serious question. Do you think the Derrick Rose statue should go outside the <laughs> arena or inside the entrance? You almost made me spit coffee, and I'm so mad at you right now. I mean, where should it go? Like, where should the D. Rose statue go? Oh, boy. Oh, man. Talk about a second chapter. And Talk about a second chapter. D. Rose. I mean, the Wiley vet. <laughs> leading the team. Comes out at halftime. He doesn't normally start at halftime. He's like, coach, put it on me. 40 minutes. I got this, baby. 888-760-3776. Then there's the other side of this, because we saw some ugly fan incidents last night in the NBA playoffs as well. One of them seems to be from Madison Square Garden with Trey Young being spit on or having something spit at him, gum or spit but clearly fans around reacted. Trey Young reacted. You could tell he felt something on his back. There's video of this. Trey Young got got spit on last night at Madison Square Garden. I don't know if it was spit or if someone's yelling and it flew out of their mouth. It's it very, the, we can't see the mouth. You know how hard it is to be yelling and something fan. flies out of your mouth three rows and hits someone perfectly in the square of the back? Sorry, I'm not buying not that. Not when you have the passion of a Nick fan. <laughs> Things fly five rows. Then... There's what happened in Philadelphia. Now, that was gross. Russell Westbrook gets injured in a Game 2 Wizards loss to the 76ers. As he's coming off the floor, someone purposely dumps a full bag of popcorn on him as he's walking through the tunnel. And after the game, Russell Westbrook was furious. Rightfully so. In the moment, he was furious, pointing to the stands. Looked like he wanted to go up into the stands and address it himself. And after the game, a very angry Russell Westbrook had this to say about fan behavior and fans' treatment of players. Let me be honest, man. This is getting out of hand, uh, especially for me. 
the amount of disrespect, the amount of just fans just doing whatever the f they want to do. It's just it's out of pocket, man. It's out of pocket, seriously. Like any other setting, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all for the fans enjoying the game and having fun. And you know, it's part of sports. I get it. Uh, but there are certain things that cross the line. Uh, and any other setting, I know for a fact that fans and they wouldn't come up. A guy wouldn't come on the street and pour popcorn on my head because he know what happened. A guy wouldn't come up to me and talk mess about my kids and my family on the street because the response would be different. In these arenas, you got to start protecting the players, man. So this isn't the first time that Russell Westbrook's had run-ins with fans. And we've uh, tweeted both videos. Just okay. So you know, from the At ESPN West Palm, you can, see, you can see the videos of the incidents. Trey Young uh, looks like he's being spit on at Madison Square Garden. And Russell Westbrook having, yeah, that's pretty clear, the popcorn being dumped on him, injured as he goes through the tunnel. Russell Westbrook is no stranger to run-ins with fans. Okay, And these are guys who have... Um, they they have plied a path where they make millions. I mean millions. I mean millions of dollars. I mean they are comfortable. They don't have to worry about a thing to play a game, and they do it in front of large crowds. Maybe not for the past year, but their lives have been spent playing in front of large crowds and understanding that fans are going to get on them and fans are going to harass them verbally. Um and, uh, you know, obviously when you have things that start being thrown, there maybe is a little bit of a line there. But Russell Westbrook's been consistently involved in altercations with fans. It leads to this question. Do fans go too far or are athletes just too sensitive? Like Russell Westbrook a couple of years ago when he got the double birds from the fan in Philadelphia, was that out of line or is that a fan's right? When they spend all of that money to sit where they are sitting, to pump as much money as they do into these franchises and to pay players' salaries and to be a part of that, is that their right? Do fans go too far or are athletes too sensitive? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Because I'll say, Kokal, while I think that there's no reason to be pouring popcorn on Russell Westbrook, uh, there is plenty on social media. Plenty of you out there believe that, hey, it's just popcorn. It happens. Get over it. It doesn't hurt. And there is a a, a a segment of the population that I think does believe, like, hey, I spent a ton of money. And let's be honest, you spent a bleep load of money to be in those seats and to have the access that you get. Sometimes these things are going to happen. But what is the what is the role of fans? And what is too far for fans? If fans go too far, athletes too sensitive. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. There's no way you can take the fan side on this. How? How is that possible? They literally threw something and or spit on someone. Well, what about what about like middle fingers? What about you're you're a bum, you suck. Um, it's fine, but I just don't swearing. understand. I just don't understand why it's necessary. That's what I don't get. I don't get what the point is cuz again, if you saw Russ in the streets, none of you would say that to him. No one. And he, he's not a little guy. Sure. He may look little on a basketball court. He's not a little guy. But the counter to that would be, I'm just a, a, a typical citizen. I don't run in the same circles as multi-million dollar Russell Westbrook or these athletes. So when I pay all that money, 
to be in those seats. Like, those are the things that are going to happen. So if me and you go out to a nice restaurant, right, and you're paying because I don't normally go to those places. You're a big time radio host and you're paying. <laughs> I'm gonna just going to start yelling at the waiter and start giving him the double fingers and throwing my fork at him. Like I'm going to throw a roll at him because it's just a roll. But, it's, but, I, but you're paying all that money. It is a different. It's a different profession, though. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you're kind of going apples to oranges in that spot. A waiter, a waiter, as opposed to someone who is an athlete, a competitor, an entertainer. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. First off, the Knicks fans shut down Seventh Avenue last night after a game two win, where they had to salvage a game in their first round playoff series at home against the Hawks. Game two, win over the Hawks, series tied 1-1, first round four versus five, and they shut down 7th Avenue. Is that cool to see, fun to see, or is that embarrassing? Should we be holding New York fans to a higher standard? And do fans go too far or athletes too sensitive? Two-parter here, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Don't forget, you can always tweet at us at... ESPN West Palm. Kicking us off on this Thursday is Kevin in West Palm. Kevin, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, bud? Ken, what's up, man? What's going on? I got something really good important to say. Let's not forget about the aspect that these athletes are human beings. Mm -hmm. If you want to throw insults at them or whatever, it's your right to do that. But then once it goes to a physical aspect, I think respect is due to anybody. Because you can't go to a rock concert or a rap concert or something like that and do that to a celebrity, or you're going to get beat up, you get your ass arrested, beat. or yep. both. Yeah, right. exactly right. So, You'll get the double package in that spot. Right. So athletes are in the same spectrum, and like I said, they are human beings as well. Everybody deserves respect, no matter how much you dislike them or whatever. Would you go to President when President Trump was in office? Would you go to him for a popcorn on him if he was at a game? I don't think so. And this is Would part of it, and, and this is part of the discussion too, Kevin. Like I, I, I just wonder because there's no way Coquel's right. There's no way someone's walking up to Russ on the street. And Russ was saying this last night, dumping popcorn on his head. That's disrespectful. Like I, I just wonder, is there a scenario in which, hey, dude, it happened, and Russ, Russ gets thirty seconds to see what he can do. Get up there, and uh, it's a respect thing. I mean, it's it's legit a respect thing. At some point, uh, what what line has to be crossed for athletes to be expected to show restraint? Look at it from this perspective, Ken. What if it was you? How I mean, would you feel? I mean, that's spitting or dumping food on someone's head. I mean, I, I mean, Kevin, you know, and, and right. we've never met, that's but far, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a short guy. I don't like to fight, but for me, that happens. And that instinct kicks in, man. Like, that, that's yeah, you're, automatic you're exactly. throwing hands. You're throwing punches right away. Look at the malice in the palace. Everyone got on run our team. Yeah. If, I had, if, I had a, if I was purposely avoiding a fight to not get in and I got a beer thrown in my face, I'm running up the stands to beat up him or the wrong guy also. Yep. Yep. Right. And now you're not right. A, not, not, not an insult. And the insult, okay, we can all take that. Six of songs, whatever. You get paid millions of dollars. That doesn't really have anything to do with it. How much pay for seats or nothing like that. You carry yourself in a certain kind of way. You're always supposed to carry yourself with respect. You have own training. Your parents taught you to respect mm. others. Keep your hands and your feet to yourself. Yep. Whatever you say to them is on you. Yep. But when it gets to the part where you throw in food and all that stuff or whatever, it's disrespectful, no matter how much money you make, because the respect is owed to a dog. 
And Kevin, I'm with him and, and Kevin, let me ask you this too: uh, the Knicks fans shutting down Seventh Avenue last night after a torrid comeback awesome. in the second half to hold off the Hawks and go one-one back to Atlanta. Was that cool to see, or was that just embarrassing because we hold New York fans to a higher standard than that? I don't hold New York fans to a higher standard. <laughs> New York people in general are over the top anywhere. Whoa, about anything. You can have a conversation about putting ketchup on a, on a hot dog. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, I had the best ketchup on it's that It's so dog. good. Don't get put mustard here. on it's it, It's over though. the top. Ketchup on a hot it's dog? It's over the top, man. Aiken drool off, yeah, then you get the bun at the end of it? Kevin, the bun, when you have ketchup still left in it, it's just as good as the hot dog. Kevin, I'm going to go back to my uh, New York co-host hell now, but thank you for the call. I appreciate that. 888-760-3776. New York hot dogs. Not hot dogs from somewhere else. We do hot dogs better. That was my attempt at a New York accent. I don't have a New York accent. Why, why didn't I have one? Why did you do that? I, I don't, don't even know. know why you tried I that. tried because every other person I talk to that's from New York like me, when they get around people not from New York, all of a sudden they talk with this weird accent where I'm even turning on. I'm like, that's not what you sounded like a minute ago. <laughs> uh, I, I can't do it. I, I don't have the accent. Knicks fans celebrating their game two first round playoff series uh, championship last night, shutting down famous 7th Avenue right in front of Madison Square Garden. Was that really cool to see or was that just embarrassing? Also, do fans go too far or are athletes too sensitive? Like Russell Westbrook, yeah, for sure. He should definitely be upset about popcorn being dumped on his head. Trey Young should be upset about being being spit at. But sometimes, especially when it's verbal, are athletes just a little bit too sensitive? Should they have the blinders up a little bit better? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's go to Jupiter. That's where we find David. What's up, David? Well, I can't believe I'm going to do this. I'm going to defend New York Knicks fans. Oh, David. Okay. Listen, listen to the disdain in David's voice Boy, right Davey. now. All right, come on. Dave, uh, I, go ahead, buddy. I mean, naturally, it, you know, first off, it's been a long couple of, you know, like year. Like embarrassing. That was one of the, year one of the first oh, times. General, that, yeah. well, one of the first times they could be in a full stadium. Mm-hmm. It was really kind of a must win because they were down one nothing. It was a comeback type thing, and they naturally just dump out into 7th Street anyway. It's not a normal city. You yeah. don't go to a parking lot. Like, they're outside, sure, they're celebrating, right they're having fun. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we'll give them a pass on this one, uh, but I can see where you're coming from. It was <laughs> just the Hawks in the first round, but how long has it been? There's some people that, you know, what, 2013, I think, was the last time they yeah, it's been won eight a years. series. It's been eight years. And then... And then before that, it was like another, what, 10 years or something? So, <laughs> all right, David. <laughs> I'll give him a pass. All I'll right, all right. Pass. But I do appreciate, David, giving them a pass, but also giving the proper context to how absolutely crappy they have been. David, well done. And and by the way, just from a just from a pure, and I and maybe not even specifically Trey Young being spit on, that's despicable in any walk of life. I don't care what. Um, but popcorn on Russ, some of the run-ins that players, especially in the NBA, have uh, with fans from a verbal perspective – are athletes sometimes a little too sensitive, or do fans consistently go too far? Uh, I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. The They're a little too sensitive, and the fans are sometimes taking it a little bit too far. There should have been a big wake-up call. I grew up an Indiana Pacers fan, mm-hmm. so there should have been a wake-up call when you know Ron Artest and Steven Jackson and all of them went up into the stands and got in a fist fight with a fan that threw a cup yeah, uh, you know, at palace. a player. Yep, and so you do have to be careful because one of these players, you know, they're lucky that nobody got extremely.
extremely hurt when an athlete is trying to punch you in the face. Yeah, I, I do. None of those. There's a sense of invincibility, I think, that fans have sometimes because they're in the stands and they're separated from the players to an extent. But there's a reason these things don't happen outside of the arena. And Russ, I assure you, Russ, if he would have gone up there, think think how you want to think about Russ, that would have not been a very long fight at all. What I'm I'm wondering, watching how they've had it set up in the bubble and now watching how a lot of NBA arenas are set up, Uh, the the fans don't come all the way down to the court. They've got the players kind of sitting in three rows, and there's a wall behind them. I'm wondering if that's just going to be permanent. And you know what? I was thinking about that today, and I think that is extremely astute of you. That may be the way it goes. But also, you know what talks bigger than that, talks bigger than safety, Coquel, is... Money, Money for, exactly. the, for those courtside seats. Uh, you're, that's what would hold that whole thing up is you're talking about the prime money seats if you keep them pushed back. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I can't believe Knicks fans shut down 7th Avenue and celebrated a championship after a Game 2 win over the Hawks. Coquel is jacked up. He says it's great. Says it's awesome. Uh, hey, they weren't in an arena for a year. It's been eight years since they won a playoff game. They deserve it. Was it cool or was it embarrassing? And also, athletes, too sensitive or do fans go too far consistently? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and tweet at us, at ESPN West Palm. Do athletes have to meet with the media after games or matches? This question is now very legitimate because one of the biggest sports stars in the world says, I'm not doing it anymore. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Lavica, and I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Lavica live on ESPN 106.3. Shutting out the media. One of the biggest sports stars in the world says that's what they're going to do. And they'll take the fines. It's going to bring up and open up an entire can of worms and open a Pandora's box. No doubt about it. Who was it? Kaylee, what does it mean? Can't leave Kyrie alone. <laughs> it is not Kyrie. Oh, it is not Kyrie. Not Kyrie. Though, that might be coming if this goes successfully. Uh, he is Coquel, and I am Ken Levick. It's Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Write this down. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Why? Because... You never know when you might need it. Yeah, I know that you think to yourself, oh, well, that's for, for to get your MBA in sport management. Uh, you, you graduate from college, and then that's when you get it. No, 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 no. I can't tell you how many times there is someone who is just, they're done with their career. They're done with their job. Like, they need a transition. Their mental health is failing. Uh, it's just a really bad situation. A lot of people have been there. I'm not talking about anything isolated. And there are so many people that have dreamed about working in, in sports and being around teams or organizations on the field or off the field maximizing their expertise and didn't know how to actually get to that point and that's where the FAU MBA sport management program comes in professional sports organizations leagues big time college athletics local sports they have sent their students into all of those jobs fau.edu slash mba sport the fau mba sport management program right now fall semester classes you can sign up for them either on campus in boca or remotely that's fau.edu slash mba sport the fau mba sport management program uh yesterday coquel is i am leaving the 
some breaking news, Ken? Because we are a New York show. Go New York, go New York. No, we're, go. we're not a New York show. Zach Wilson threw a deep ball to Keelan Cole at workouts today. Broken news all over Twitter. Just want to let you know, Jets quarterback Zach Wilson completed a deep ball in practice. I just want to correct uh, Coquel what he said and set the record straight. We are not a New York show. Oh. That's what Bart Hahn and <laughs> Alan Hahn and Bart Scott are for. <laughs> that the New York show comes up uh, after us, okay? Dude, they'll be breaking down that pass <laughs> yeah, at one. Trust me, that'll be their that'll be what they start with, okay? Uh but I am not a uh I am not uh, putting on a New York show, okay? Oh, just, my bad. Sorry. Cocal, do not do not just, put that into the universe. Just to let you know. I just love when they break when they put up big alerts over passive practice. New Yorkers are welcome, but it's not a New York show. All right. So um, let's get to what I saw as I was leaving yesterday. Naomi Osaka is the number one women's tennis player in the world. And she is a consummate badass, both on and off the court. Multiple-time Grand Slam champion. She posted this yesterday on social media. Hope you're all doing well. I'm writing this to say I'm not going to do any press during the French Open. I've often felt that people have no regard for athletes' mental health, and this rings very true whenever I see a press conference or partake in one. We're often sat there and asked questions that we've been asked multiple times before or asked questions that bring doubt into our minds. And I'm just not going to subject myself to people that doubt me. I've watched many clips of athletes breaking down after a loss in the press room, and I know you have as well. I believe the whole situation is kicking a person while they're down, and I don't understand the reasoning behind it. Me not doing press is nothing personal to the tournament, and a couple of journalists have interviewed me since I was young, so I have a friendly relationship. However, if organizations think they can just keep saying, do press or you're going to get fined, and continue to ignore the mental health of the athletes that are just the centerpiece of their cooperation, then I just got to laugh. Anyways, I hope the considerable amount that I get fined for this will go towards a mental health charity. That was from Naomi Osaka. So let's unpack that for a second, okay? She says that from a mental health standpoint, meeting with the media after a game or a match, it's just not good for mental health. It's not good for the athlete, and it sows doubt. And so that is why she's not going to do it, at least at the French open should an athlete have to meet with the media after a match or a game 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 you can tweet at us at espn west palm i am extremely sensitive to the mental health discussion uh i mean i'm someone you're, you're not as high strung as i am without having some some things that that are going on and have gone on so i get it i understand it but i also have worked a long time in the journalism media spectrum when it comes to sports. Here is the purpose of journalism and reporters when it comes to sports. It is at its core to hold athletes and coaches accountable. It is to have two sides to a story or to an event or to an occurrence and not allow the subject to put out its own narrative or his or her own narrative. That is the point of journalism, to keep them honest. And it sounds really old school and old-timey and a little bit lame, but at its core, that's what journalists and media are for. Are some media and some journalists better than others? Absolutely. Sure, there's a lot of the reporters that are the, talk to me, talk to me about, talk to me about. Those aren't even questions, they're just demands. Those are bad journalists. Those are bad reporters. It happens, just like any other profession. 
sure, there's media that just wants you to know on Instagram that they were at the game covering it, and they want to do a pose, okay? But meeting with the media after a game or a match is one of the fundamental necessities, in my mind, to sports. Sports is about storytelling. It is about putting out narratives. It is about a connection from the athlete to the fans. And yes, social media exists, but if one side is telling the story, there's a propensity to leave out a whole hell of a lot of information that actually matters and context and things that fans who spend money and put their time and energy into, they deserve to know. So I understand what Naomi Osaka is saying here, that she doesn't want to subject herself to that. And she says she'll pay the fines from a mental health standpoint. She's the, not going to meet with the media. And it does beg the fundamental question now, with the rise of social media, with teams that put out their own content and leagues that put out their own content, should athletes be required to meet with the media, meet with reporters after games? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I think Naomi Osaka is getting this one wrong. I think she's getting this real wrong, and I don't think she actually fully grasps the purpose of media when it comes to sports. Well, it's weird because I look at it a little bit differently than you do, Ken, because you look at it from a journalistic integrity thing, right? I look at it as I enjoy the media post game from a fandom thing. I like that access. That inside access is cool to me. It makes me enjoy whatever team or sport or player more. It makes me want to spend money on them more because I have that access. So I think that's where she's wrong. Not so much because of the journalistic integrity, but more it hurts the product so her employers then have less fans and the employers should be upset. Just what happens, though, you're a tennis fan. You're an Naomi Osaka fan, okay? And say she double faults and loses a match in the French Open. Obviously, from a fan standpoint, I want to know what happened there. I want her to give me an account of what, um, what took place. Where was her head at? Where did the issue come? Was it with form? Was she exhausted? And by her not meeting with the media, you're not going to know that. But especially from a team sports standpoint, a point guard turns it over with two seconds left. Busted play. Or everything's completely disorganized. I want the athlete to tell me what happened there. I put my money towards that. I give my attention to that. You think that they're going to jump on social media after the game or on a team media platform and say, oh, well, it was designed to go into the left corner, but so-and-so missed a screen, or uh, coach coach didn't do a really good job of uh, of designing this play. You think that they're going to say that or be candid about that without being pressed about it, at least giving you a semblance of something to help explain what you saw on the floor without actual journalists and independent media covering the teams and getting the access to the athletes and the coaches? No way. Not a chance. Social media is not media. The Players' Tribune is not media. Do you think without those things, though, fans would care less? Because that's what it comes down to, because that's where the dollars actually come in. Will taking away that access... That true access, not just access, but true access of what happened caused fans to care less. 
to an extent, because I think that it doesn't allow you to tell the full stories of these athletes and their backgrounds and um, uh, or what's happening on a game-to-game basis. I think it would diminish it. And maybe I'm just old-timey. Maybe this is me raised on reading newspapers and raised on insiders. Like that's It's my love. It's my romanticism of journalism. But for me, you cannot have functioning sports, especially how it's become a billion-dollar industry like it has without people holding athletes and coaches accountable. And that includes Naomi Osaka. That includes individual athletes. Do sports, do athletes, should they have to meet with media and reporters after the game? Or are we past that? Has social media completely taken that over? Is there a need for media and reporters to meet with athletes? Should they be required after the game? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Kyle is in Jupiter. Kyle, you're on ESPN 106.3. Hey, Kyle. Hey, what's going on, guys? Just wanted to say, first and foremost, let us have a Florida show, all right? We need one Florida show. I appreciate <laughs> I'm trying. I'm thank trying, you. Kyle. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And secondly, it's kind of a double-edged sword here, but I think they should meet with the media, but in the same sense, I, I feel from my standpoint, I never get, you almost get that, like, presidential speech from them. You know what I mean? The it, coach it doesn't speaks seem stuff. Genuine. Yeah. 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 No, but even that, though, even that, though, Kyle, is better than uh, there being nothing coming uh, of, of any substance whatsoever or no one holding anyone accountable. Like, at the very least, you can take solace in the fact the question has been asked or the subject has been broached. And if the coach speaks you to death, so be it. But at least there's an attempt because you never know when that's going to pay off potentially down the road. Like, look what it, look what's happened with the national political discourse in this country. Because you have t- cable networks that are either one side or the other. There's no in-between. There's no debate about anything anymore. It's this is what happened. This is the truth, even if it's not the truth. Or this is what happened, and this is the truth, even if it's not the truth. And then that creates the misinformation, and people start butting heads, and it becomes extremely toxic like it is. If sports becomes that, uh, that sucks. That really, truly sucks, because I know from a, a pure social standpoint, that sucks right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it, and it just seems like, you know, in a way, it's kind of almost our fault for not letting them say what they really want to say. And then they have to be, okay, I have to watch what I'm saying and I can't yeah. really say yeah. what I want to say and feel. You're right. You know, it's so. a slippery slope because you're right. Like, and, and, and to be quite honest, uh, I mean, part of what Coquel and I do is we dissect what athletes say and we react to it. And you're right. Like, that's sort of. Like, it's a little it's bit why, on us. It's why they don't want to say it. Yeah, yeah, and so right. it's... it's, that, it's yeah, go, it, yeah, it's that double-edged sword, exactly. you know, you know, you want... And, and, and I, it's, 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 it's like it's going to take us for somebody to be able to get up there and say what they want to say and say, okay, don't rip them for it. You know, not and not in general, just you guys, but us here, too, because like you said, social media, then it blows up on social media, and then they become a meme and right. all this other stuff. So they're like, you know what? I'm, I'm just not even going to do it. I'll take the fine. I guess, though, too, Kyle, if I was an athlete, and boy, am I not an athlete. I mean, let's just put that out there right now, okay? But if I was, I would, I would want my side my answer to a question out there as opposed to me putting out my own narrative and people constantly nitpicking it and picking it apart and considering me potentially dishonest about that because I'm not allowing 
any sort of pushback on what I did on the floor or did on the field and appreciate the call, Kyle. I, I don't I wouldn't want to be in that position because I'd want people to know that I was being accountable for what I did, making millions, what I did, and explaining why what happened took place. Does it matter to you? And she went to mental health, and sadly, my first thought was, oh, she's a fraud. That's like that's what I thought. Like that's not a real thing for her. She's just using that as an excuse. And I'm wrong there, hundred percent wrong. And then I did a little research, and I realized I was one thousand percent wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's something she's battled for a long time. Sure. Something I've battled. But for you a long time. you did something. You did something that a lot of people don't do, and that's actually like do the <laughs> the research about but it. Does, so I wouldn't feel bad. But does that impact your deciding on whether she should or shouldn't talk to the media? That she's actually. Even at the top of her game, there's been reports of her having extreme sadness, and, mm-hmm. and I don't, I'm not going to diagnose no. depression, but just having those mental health issues. I, I suppose, but also, too, I think that her her approach to post-game interviews or post-match interviews is, is just a little misguided. I mean, she insinuates that... Uh, the purpose of them is to is to tear down athletes, and that's 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 not the case. It's to get information, and sometimes tough questions need to be asked. When you're at the top of your profession, especially, she is at the top of her profession. You're her manager, mm-hmm. and you know she feels this way. You know that after every press conference, you got to get her up out of that rut. you got to get her out of the, the hole she's feeling, the darkness that she's sensing that maybe isn't there for everybody else, but in her mind, it's there. We've, I think... I, I know I've been in that darkness, and you don't. You don't. Other people don't see that you're in it, but you now know as her manager. Are you telling her to do these interviews or telling her not to? Because I think I would tell her not to and say, "Hey, you're going to take a PR hit, but just just don't do it." Well, that's clearly what they're. That's clearly what they're. But I'm asking on. you, what would you do? Because that's a tough spot. It's a tough spot. If someone is truly struggling, it's a tough spot to expect them to do something like that for your entertainment. It is tough for me though, with a, a journalism background to put myself in that spot because I always, always, always want accountability. I mean, here at ESPN West Palm, if we screw up something or we say something stupid and we get asked about it, we've got to hold ourselves accountable. I blame other people. <laughs> well, there are some people around here that do that, but I, I, I mean, I hold myself accountable for that. And you should in any profession, right? Like if you screw up on the job, it doesn't matter if you're flipping burgers or you're a lawyer or you're a sports talk radio host. If someone from the outside is to hold you accountable for your job, I mean, that that that's the expectation, and you need to answer for that. And when it comes to sports media, especially when you're talking about lucrative, massive contracts where there are portions of the population that are invested in that as well from a financial standpoint, I feel like it's only fair to meet with media and to have both sides of the story told after every game and match. And I am sensitive to Naomi Osaka and the mental health approach she's taking, but it's also wildly unfair to the fans of that sport. And I know we're up against it here, but really quick, do you think with her not wanting to take part of the media process, if that's her decision, should she she just sit out the tournament? Like, should she say, okay, I can't complete my job duties, maybe I just shouldn't play? No, because she's going to pay the fines, and that's fine. But that doesn't do anything for us, the 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 sports public. Like that's fine that she's going to pay the fines, and she's going to at least pay the uh, the, the punishment in that spot. But I I hope she rethinks it. Like I really truly do. And maybe I am being irrational here. Maybe I am the one completely in the wrong. But it's setting a dangerous precedent if Naomi Osaka is going to completely neglect 
media obligations. It's an obligation that she's skipping out on because who's to say that it, 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 LeBron never did one single radio interview or outside interview in his time in South Florida when he was with the Heat, but he never skipped a media availability. He was there and he took accountability, whether it was good or whether it was bad. And for that, me as a fan, to see someone get up and take the Heat and then move on, that holds a whole lot more weight than Naomi Osaka flat out skipping that should athletes have to meet with the media after games 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 hey later today josh cohen and the home team a massive announcement is coming really? it has to do with one of the biggest sporting events here locally palm beach county and the treasure coast you're going to want to hear it on josh cohen in the home team and what time about 350 or so somewhere between three and five Somewhere between 3 and 5. Perfect. Listen to the whole damn show. You're right, Co. Kelsey. I'll take accountability. I want people to listen to the whole show. Oh, sure. Not it's just the 350. But you got Josh. You got Tina Home Team. You got, got Dean, Dean Thomas. Come on. But big announcement. Big announcement about the biggest sporting event. Palm Beach County. Treasure Coast. You'll find out between 3 and 5 what it is today on Josh Cohen and the Home Team. Should athletes have to meet with media after games. Has Naomi Osaka gotten it wrong with her approach to the French Open? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. He's Coquel. I am Ken Lavica, and I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken Lavica Live. Here's Ken Lavica and Chris Coquel. We need the heat. We need need the heat to actually show up. Please, please, bam, arrive for the first time in this series. I'm begging of you. That's here tonight on ESPN 106.3. Game 3, Heat Bucks. The Heat coming home to 17,000 at the American Airlines Arena. I'm Ken Levicka. He's Coquel. Ken Levicka live featuring Coquel. And the uh, Ken Levicka Live featuring Coquel podcast. Make sure to subscribe to it and get it right to your phone every single day. Uh, it is Ken Levicka Live featuring Coquel. All of our insanity, all of our dopiness. They're in one complete package every single day. The Ken Levicka Live featuring Coquel podcast. Ken and Coquel like putting things in number order. Order, order, order. Five, four, three, two. One. It's time for the electrical standings. Five through one today. Top five Starburst flavors. Top five Starburst flavors. Coquel. Five through one. Go. Red at number five. At number four, orange. I don't know why I went from color to uh, right here. Number three, strawberry, which is pink. I left <laughs> the color range. Number two is yellow, which I believe is lemon. Yeah, I mean, what else would it be? And the number one flavor is red again. Red <laughs> is five and number one. Wait, wait, what is red? Cherry? Cherry? I don't know. As long as it's not that tropical crap. Get that stuff out of here. Top five Starburst flavors. Electrical standings, five through one. Number five, pink. <laughs> number four, orange. Whoa! Three, yellow. Whoa, what's going to be number one? Oh, boy. Two is red. Red came in second. And number one, 
Brute Punch, the other red. <laughs> the other red wins again. Those are your <laughs> top five Starburst flavors, electrical standings. I actually was thinking about it uh, when I said yellow. What else could it be? Don't forget, though, now and later, switch it up because there is a banana, banana now and later. Yeah. Wow. Bananas, banana is candy. Is a banana Starburst? Banana candy, not good. There is not a banana Starburst. Banana now and later. Um, uh, banana runts. Laffy Taffy is so good. Uh, no way. But runts is okay. Runts yeah, is okay. Well, it's just sugar. It's just you being but a I, fat boy inside and I, wanting the sugar. <laughs> I just think I like it because it's shaped like a little baby banana. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then when you bite it, it crumbs it, you snort the banana. No? <laughs> Wait, what? what? What are you what even happened? talking Let's about? Let's go eat, man. Your Bam. childhood was Woo! weird as hell. Um, so, Bam, it, it, it's as simple as this. Bam needs to show up and the front court needs to show up tonight. We focus a lot on the Bucks and how many threes they hit in game two. But part of the reason those threes are there is because it's a red carpet to the basket for the Bucks. It was early in game two. The drive-in kick killed the Heat. They were so stretched defensively that they had no answers for what the Bucks were trying to do. I almost feel like, and as you said, and I love this, and I hate that I love this, Wade, uh, Wayne Dedman walking. Dwayne. Right? Dwayne, Dwayne Dedman walking. Double D's. Double D's. Dwayne Dedman Always walking heat. Thing. Yeah. But Dwayne Dedman and have him on the court Bam. because you get two big men there. Yeah, Dwayne and Bam should be on the, the the floor at the same time. And that gives Bam a little bit of help on the other block. And it at least protects the rim a little bit better. So it's easy to just say shoot better when you're talking about the heat. But no, no, no. The, the defense has been at times, inopportune times, really porous. You need muscle. You need body underneath. And I'm not opposed to UD seeing some time tonight as well if you really need to start throwing around bodies. You got you to gotta protect the rim. That's how it's going to start against the Bucks. Because if you don't and you allow the drive and kick and Middleton to get down the lane completely unharassed, it's going to be a long night again. It's, in a, it's all hands on deck. It is. Right? No, it is. It you really have to, is. And you, if you need to knock someone down, you knock someone down. The Heat need to do whatever it takes to win this game. This is, this is must win. This is the season. This is a Heat team we've believed in for a long time because they have those shooters, because they have Butler, but more importantly, they have that attitude and that edge, and that's what I feel like is missing. There was, Deadman was such a popular player, not because of the 19 points. He played with urgency. Right. There was, there was an actual sense of business. And, uh, you know, you read Palm Beach Post, Sun Sentinel, and Spo is considering Deadman and Bam on the floor at the same time, and I do think that's absolutely the right move. Does it limit you a bit offensively? Maybe, but the Heat were never going to go and outscore the Bucks. The Heat are only going to get back in this series and only going to win if they defend. And that's the Heat identity. It's defense first and foremost, and then you create opportune offense. So it's easy to sit there and, and uh, say Jimmy Butler hasn't shown up. It's easy to say Bam Adebayo hasn't shown up, but... I would argue more from Bam's standpoint, it's defensively, though you need more offensively from him. It's got to be better on defense. That's where this is going to start. Because if you allow the open looks again, that's curtains. That's curtains. It's over. It's done. I saw a little bit of what Bam needs to do last night in the Knicks game, and it's not going to be in the same way. What Randall came out in the second half, and someone clearly got in his head and said, man, we got here because of you. He woke up. Just do your thing. Like We're going to win or lose with you. And I think that's what the words have to be to Bam right now is, you got us here. Do your thing. We're okay losing with you, but we need you to show up and try. Show up and be the BAM that is as thought about as being the next Giannis because there's been those conversations. 
And I think Bam could have that kind of upside. It's just amazing that we we just had a legitimate conversation though about the Heat's chances, the defending Eastern Conference champions in their first round series against the Bucks, and a guy who signed with the team April eighth is someone we talked about most. I mean, Dwayne Dedman though. It, it, I mean that young kid, like I thought he was until I looked him up. I was like, oh, 31. I was like, who's this young guy yeah. that bring him home? He's definitely not Big that young. Future there now. Yeah. He's been on a ton but of teams. He looms large because of the matchup. After game one, I was like, you know what? The Heat are going to match up fine. But it's clear in game two, the Bucks exploited them and attacked the rim, and that opened everything else up. I think it's really understated still, and it's easy to make jokes about uh, Heat fans, Heat fans, Heat fans. Oh, they're terrible. But, but, that's going to be such a lift going into a fairly full arena for the first time in forever tonight. Oh, it's going to be loud. It's going to be I, awesome. I made, I made all the jokes last week. I'm, yeah. o- I'm over the jokes of... Uh, what the AAA is, and I'll get back to the jokes if the Knicks play them later on. But like that environment, being able to cover the team for a couple of years because of ESPN West Palm, like it's it has got a buzz, and, to, and you feel it walking through the arena. It's not even just so much the noise down by the floor. You feel it just yep. walking through the arena. And it's going to be like MSG from a standpoint of pent up. We're back. Holy bleep, we're here. And there's urgency. This is, this is the season. If you lose, you're done. Like This is it. Um, yeah, they'll play another game at least. But you're done. This has to be a win tonight. And muck it up. Make it ugly. This doesn't need to be pretty. If you can muck this thing up and put it in the mud, that's what you do if you're the Heat. That game tonight is here on ESPN 106.3 Heat Bucks Game 3. And if Bam Adebayo, if you get a open look from the elbow, take the shot. And if you miss it, take it the next time. And if you miss it, take it the next time. You yeah. have to command a double. His hesitance is so weird. Are we taking another break or are we just riding home? What do you think we should do? Oh, holy clock management, yeah. Batman. What do you think we should let's do? Let's ride at home. Let's, let's go heat. Let's ride at home. Let's heat out. All right. Man. Let's but go. I, I do want to take the time to tell people real quickly about Stormhouse Brewing. That's where you should be watching the heat tonight. Heat Bucks Game 3. Go to Stormhouse Brewing, North Palm Beach, just south of PGA Boulevard, US 1. I was there a couple of days ago, and uh, they're, uh, they're, they're in-house Craft Brews, what they're making in-house there at Stormhouse Brewing, they are just so delicious. So many different types as well. You love the coffee stout. Um, I'm more into the blonde ale over there. Um, uh, But for me, there's so much selection, and the full menu is spectacular. Did you know over the the weekend, they were so jammed over there that they had to take a couple of things off the menu because they just completely sold out. But it's back. It's It's back. back. It's It's all back. back. The pierogies and then the the person with me. Actually, I can say it. It's J&P. J&P was there, too. The burger. (laughs) I wanted to eat his burger. I know. Like I, I had my pierogies. And I should have been normal person. You'd be full after a house of pierogies. But his burger looks so good. When Stormhouse came in last week and they brought by the um, the crab cakes and they brought over the lobster cakes, the lobster cakes and they brought in the, the lobster cakes and uh, they were like, oh, it, Ken, Coquel, do you like them? Because uh, our, our our chef over there, it was a late entry to our menu. And we're like, are you kidding me? These are amazing. They're, they're, and, they're worth the price of admission. Yeah, I was going to say. And there's no price of admission. Uh, you you want to check out the beer, but you got to check out the lobster cakes at and, Stormhouse. And probably. if you want to watch the Heat win and celebrate with Heat fans, Damn right. Ken, the TV's everywhere. But don't shut down US1. Uh, act like you've been there before, unlike Knicks fans who uh, shut down 7th Avenue last night. And the Knicks fans that were chanting, we want Brooklyn, oh boy, chill out. Please chill out. You're going a little too far with that. So again, the Heat Bucks tonight, Game 3. It's here on ESPN 106.3. For those of you going to the arena, be loud as hell. For those of you going to Stormhouse, be loud as hell. And make sure to enjoy that delicious Stormhouse brew. And before you go there, make sure you listen to Josh Cohen yep. and the home team. Big announcement. And of course, Heat fans, 
five to six, you know Evan and Jeanette are going to be fired up. Yeah, they are. So that is a must listen. And don't forget, subscribe to the Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel Podcast. Subscribe to it. Get it right to your phone. Some really good conversation about New York fans today. Also, just fans in general and uh, should athletes be meeting with media. You guys make the show. You call in. You who listen, you make the show. Appreciate it as always. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick, and we'll be back tomorrow, and we'll be live on ESPN 106.3. Bye.